These are parsha, the parsha satira that we're that we're in the middle of reading. We're 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 reading about us. Just understand that. I hope that's been clear in the months we've been zeichen out to start from when we started Bereshis Nayach Lech Lecha. I hope that it comes clear that we're reading about you and I very very much. The journey of our avos is it, the truth, and the journey of our avos is Maisa avos similavanim. The story of the avos is a sign, is that creates the story of the banim, and we're studying our own journeys. And this was something that Yidden always understood. We discussed that when Rabbeinu Hakadosh wanted to wanted to deal with the Romans, he learned these parshas to see how Yaakov Avinu dealt in Gullus. And very specifically, all the Avais, the story of the Avais is our story. And very specifically, the story of Yaakov Avinu and the story of Yaakov, everything relating to Yaakov and his journey in Gullus, his experiences by Lavan, his, exp- his encounters with Esav are extremely... It's hard, I can't say relevant to us, they are us. It's much deeper than relevant to us. It's our story. It's a very, very present story. And the conversation Esav and Yaakov has, I want to study it much more. And I, I would love to know more. I certainly am not capable of teaching more till I know more. But I want to, Esav says to Yaakov, Avinu, after remarkably they make up, inexplicably they make up and Esav's coming to kill Yaakov Avinu in, a, in the strangest aviats, in the strangest twist. Esav like comes and he's, he's Bishalom Yaakov. He came, Mamish, he came to kill, he was prepared to kill Yaakov Avinu, to annihilate Yaakov and inexplicably he makes up with Yaakov. It's true, Yaakov did his shtadlus, he did some, it looks very puny, he's coming, he's marching to kill. He's hired an army to kill Yaakov Avinu, and remarkably, he makes up. And this story is the story of the Jewish people, that remarkably, we go, the story in Gullus, from times that Esau wants to kill Yaakov, to times like inexplicably, all of a sudden things are good. It's hard to even like what changed. You go from an age where where the yid is under attack and the world is silent. There are no friends. There were no friends. There were kimat. It's hard to find friends during the Holocaust. It was hard to find anybody who you could say strongly. You can't say nobody, but in Uma Shleimat's hard. This. It's difficult to say that we had friends. And then it inexplicably times that Esav works with Yaakov Avinu, all directed by Hashem. And Esav turns around in the parasha, amazing, after he's marching on Yaakov to kill him and his whole mishpacha. And he makes up, he like concedes Yaakov, I, 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 like he concedes Yaakov's right to life. Keep what you have. I won't kill you. I won't. Esav turns, Xerus Hashem, and Esav turns around. He then says to Yaakov Avinu, Let's like travel together. Nasa, let's travel. The Nelcha will go. and I'll go opposite you. I'll be there with you. 
Let's travel together. Let's join the journey together. Esav offers Yaakov Avinu that let's have the journey together. This offer is made a lot in our history. It is not an old story. Esav will commonly say to Yaakov Avinu, it's not what was, it's what is. And he'll say after inexplicably accepting Yaakov and recognizing Yaakov, he'll actually say to Yaakov, he said it and says it, Come, let's travel to Zaman, let's be together. You and I, me and you, let's travel together. He, Esav makes that offer of just become one with us, we'll go together. I'll go neged you. It's interesting, he doesn't even say I'll overrun you. A, a wife is called an Ezer Kenegdoi. Esav is not saying even I'll run over you. Neged you, I'll be like an assistant, like a wife's supposed to be an Ezer Kenegdoi. Esav says I'll be like Pasha together with you. I'll be the counter to you. I'll assist you in your journey. We'll go together. That's the offer that Esav makes Yaakov. That Esav often, inexplicably in our history, the times that Esav comes to attack and the time that Esav offers that Nisav and Neilecha ve'elcha l'negdecha. Ve'emrei love. And Yaakov Avinu says to Esav Adoni, my master, Yehideya, you know ki ayuladim rakim, that our children are weak, v'atzayin v'abakar aloi salayu, d'fakim yoymechad v'amesu. Kol atzayin, if I try to keep up, you're very fast moving. I have children that are rakim, that are weak, tzayin v'abakar, that weigh me down, and if I try to go after, if I push them to keep up with you, v'amesu kol atzayin. I have a slower pace than you, he says to Esav. If I can ask to Yavrana Adoni Lufnei please move on up ahead. I'm moving very slow. Because of the work that's in front of me, we'll yet meet up, Esav. We'll yet meet up. But I want you to go ahead. I'm very slow and methodical. I have things I'm working out. I can't push. My children are weak. The sign, if I push them, they'll all die. I need to move slowly. Very fascinating. Me and you have to study. I'm not saying sheer. I don't know yet. Yaakov is saying something profound. Please, please don't study it like a kid. He wasn't just giving him an excuse. Asa, like, very cute. <laughs> my kids, my wife, and Asa, these are, it's Legea Lenetzach. He's saying something, Yaakov. He's saying something. We need to study. You and I need to work hard. Spend time. Maybe night say there. I don't, spend time. What did Yaakov Avinu say? What was he profoundly saying to Esav? So we have to study it. Maybe over Shabbos we'll try to share something Yaakov was saying to Esav. He's saying something deep. This is not shallow. And Yaakov, shallow, it's the Torah. And Yaakov says to Esav that I can't walk together with you. And he blames and he's saying something. The Yeladim Arakim, the Tzainu Bakar Aloi Salai. Yeah, you should go in front. I, I need to go slow. There's some activities that I have, some jobs I have. I have to move slowly. The children are with me. 
I'll meet you yet in Seir. I'll meet you yet. We'll yet have an encounter with Esav. Right now, you run ahead, Esav. Push forward. I'm going to take my leisure. I'm going to go slowly. Esav then, Remarkably, Esav listens to what Yaakov said. We have to study what Yaakov is saying to Esav. Esav remarkably accepts what Yaakov said. And Esav returns to Seir. Yaakov's next act is extremely important to study, and that's today's conversation. So why Yaakov said we can't be together, we must study that. But Yaakov sends Esav away, and at the point Esav departs, Yaakov's next activity becomes crucial to me. Why does it become crucial to me? Just anybody studying the Torah, he pushes Esav away, and the natural next step is to reinforce what Klal Yisrael is about. Esav, we can't be with you. It would be dangerous for my children and my son and Bakr, my children and my possessions. He says his possessions would die. It would be bad for my children and my possessions. Esav, push on ahead. I need to go slowly. I'm different than you. And he pushes Esav away. And then what Yaakov Avinu next does becomes critical to me in the study of what the Yid is trying to build, what we're trying to create. Esav cannot be mixed in with Yaakov. He teaches us things and he impacts us in ways. It's bad for our children. It's bad for our son. Very interesting. The sheep and the children would get damaged. The sheep need very slow walking. The, the children need slow walking. Esav, you're, you're something else. Push forward. I need to hear the next thing that Yaakov says. And to me, it's a critical message in what Klal Yisrael is building and creating. So please listen to Yaakov's next thing. And that's what I want to study today, Ari. The Yaakov Nasa Sukaisa, after pushing Esav ahead... Yaakov travels to a city called Sukkos. And in Sukkos, he builds a house. Interesting. For his cattle, he builds huts. And he calls the name of the place Sukkos. It's one of the most crypt in a Torah that's very brief. This is one of the most mysterious psukim in the Torah. After pushing Esav away... Esav offers to connect to Yaakov. Yaakov says we cannot. What's his next move? Drum roll. He goes to a city called Sukkos. He builds himself a house. His cattle, Sukkos, calls the city Sukkos. I have two questions. Any single place Yaakov went, they lived as nomads. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. They always, wherever you go... You build yourself a house. You build places for your cattle. They were rich to us. It's over and over in the Torah. They had a lot of cattle. Wherever Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov went, they built a house for themselves. They built stuff for the cattle. One city, the Torah, like after Esau's kicked away, Yaakov goes to Sukkot. He builds a bias, builds Sukkot for his cattle. Wherever they went, they did that. What's it recording? Question one. Question two is why call the city Sukkot? 
Al Cain, therefore, he called, maybe called the place Bias. It's such a Al Cain, therefore, he calls the city Sukkot. Why is that a reason to call it Sukkot? Remember, for his family, he made Bias. For his cattle, he makes Sukkot. And therefore, he calls the city Sukkot. <laughs> what's happening? What's What's going on? Why call the city Sukkot? He built Sukkot. It's important to build Sukkot. Why call, call it bias? The Torah almost says this like this is natural. Vayiven by bias, he made himself a house. For his cattle, he makes Sukkot. And therefore, he calls the city Sukkot. Alkane, like, no, obviously. And he, why call the city Sukkot? Question two. Now, there's a safer called Neflas Metairus Hashem. It was written by Yidra ben Sia in Shluz. Rav Aaron Cutler used to have, for a long period, had that sefer on his desk, the Lakewood Rosh Hashiva. It was written by a Rav in Europe who had a brilliant mind. And this Yid would write in the Torah many, many psukim. He would show you in the Torah that the Torah was prophesizing later occurrences. It's a beautiful sefer. I was like, I had the sefer. I was like, to lend it once to Rav Yaakov Meishakatz. To lend him the sefer, he went through it. It's an incredible, incredible sefer. Neflas Metairus Hashem, a beautiful sefer. And in this sefer, he says something on this pasuk that I find incredible. But I find in this, maybe, I, I don't want it, that it's pushed here. Asab, Asab's pushed away from Yaakov, and then what does he establish here? When you can move Asab away, this is what Yaakov can establish. And the thread of Esav threatens this. That's the way you read the Pesukim, it sounds that way. Esav being with Yaakov threatens this because it's, it just seems obvious. He kicks Esav away and establishes what we're about to say, Yehuda. So you get a sense of what Esav changes in the minds of Yaakov, what's dangerous for base Yaakov, for, for, for the Klal Yisrael. So what, what happened here? He comes to a city after pushing Esav away. He makes a bias for himself. He makes sukkahs for his animals and he calls it sukkahs. So Neflois Metairus Hashem is brilliant. Listen to his detective word, Yesav. The Neflois Rebben in Shluz, he says this, Rav. He says, let's first figure out where was sukkahs. Does anybody know it's a Pasuk in Divri Ayamim? And the Pasuk in Divrayam says this city of Sukkot, that Yaakov named Sukkot, was in the Chelek of who? God. God. was in the of God. You could look in Divrayamim. The city of Sukkot, it was in Ever Ayardin. It's the other side of the Jordan. The two Shvatim lived there, God and Ruvain. And Chatsi Shevet Menashe lived in this air, and the, specifically, Sukkot was in the Chalik of God. Okay, interesting. Now, what was the challenge of Bnei God or Bnei Ruvain? What was their Nisayan? What was the challenge of those two Shvatim, says Neflois Mutaris Hashem? They said, We have a lot of cattle. We have tons of cattle. They said, We have a lot of cattle. They were very wealthy. They were very, very wealthy, these two Shvatim. And because they were so wealthy, they had a lot of possessions, they wanted Avra Yardin. They wanted on this side of the Jordan. Mekna Rab, they had a lot of cattle. 
Maishu Rabbeinu criticizes B'nai God, B'nai Ruvain. What mistake did they make? A, a, a subtle mistake. People, it, it, you have to read people's words very exact. And B'nai God, B'nai Ruvain, in their conversation with Maishu Rabbeinu, said, we need for our cattle, we need to make for our cattle huts. They said, we'll go fight in Eretz Yisrael. But we're going to have cat. We're going to have places for our cattle and and play, and cities for our children. And Maishu Rabbeinu calls them out that they put their cattle before their children. Maishu Rabbeinu calls them out that they put their cattle before their children. Maishu Rabbeinu flips the order. There's some nisayin of these two shvatim that they put their cattle before their children, and Maisha gives calls them out and gives their musr. And says your children before your cattle. They just like seemingly slipped on the words. And Maishu Rabbeinu Yosef gives them Musr. And says that your children come before your cattle. And criticizes them for putting their cattle before their children. Be'ez Hashem, we'll see that later in the Torah. But that's what Maishu Rabbeinu criticizes. And all the way later on in Parshas Masay. Maishu Rabbeinu criticized B'nai God Ruvain at the end of Parshas Matas, I should say. Maishu Rabbeinu criticizes B'nai God B'nai Ruvain at the end of Parshas Matas. Now, we're taught by Chazal, the first two Shvatim that went into Gullus, where you, you guessed it, God and Ruvain. And Chazal say they were kicked into Gullus, they were too into their money. That there was an over of money. So this Nisayan in the city of Sukkot, which is God's Chelek, and God and Ruvain have some grappling. They were very wealthy, wonderful, very important. And money has tremendous, tremendous value. But there's an Nisayan of, over, of overrating that, of giving it an ends for itself. There's some Nisayan with the overrating of money. Says Niflas Metairus Hashem, he says as follows. He says that this chalak and the people who lived in this chalak are going to struggle with this nisayin of overrating possessions. Possessions are remarkably important. Money is important. A parent called me this morning. This morning I spoke to a parent for about a half hour. It's a dekas of a lady. Her son's in Eretz Yisrael learning Yom Avalayla. She said she's freaking out what's going to be with his parnasa. She's freaking out what's going to be with his parnasa. And he's learning. So first day I said to her, did you ever dream, your son, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th grade, did you dream there's a day you're worried he's learning Yom HaValayla and he won't, uh, he loves his Torah, and, you, and you're, the mom is going to be worried about Parnassah. The first thing I want to tell you is, first let's say L'chaim. So we celebrated before, we could, there's a serious thing going on here. But the first step is he's sitting and learning Yom HaValayla, you have to celebrate with me. Step number two is to know that your worried is so refreshing you're a mother. It's refreshing that a mother, you know why your son is so special? Because he has a mama nervous about his gashmis. Because he has a mama, he has a mother who's worried about him. As she should be, as she should be. So the first two things, I want to make two l'chaims. We didn't have schnapps, I can't drink, I'm allergic. But we made, we said l'chaim, I wanted to make two l'chaims kaidem kol. You have a child who's learning Yom Valayla, that's one l'chaim. And the second l'chaim, do you know why you have such a special son? Because you have a mom who's worried about her son. Double l'chaim, l'chaim, l'chaim. So that was the first but then let's discuss this Taka Parnassah. And I want that youngster to know you know how important money is. 
And one day, I don't want him to be that just to not know what's the one day he's gonna have to you know how expensive to send your sons, your children to schools. Very expensive schools. Tuitions are wild. Was Zaycha to send to Yeshiva's tuitions are you know how much it costs to buy your son a new suit for Shamus? It's expensive. And you have to have Parnas, and I don't want it to be that he didn't think about these things. Well, you have to think, and one day you're going to sign a ksub and you're going to tell the wife that I'm going to support you. You're not a liar. You're going to tell your wife. You're going to sign. You, you, it's a tonight. You're not allowed to get married without signing a ksuba. And in the ksuba, you're going to promise to support her. So I want him to think about all these things, and then he has to think out. So what's the answer? He has to think it through. He has to mamish think it through. These are real thoughts. These are these are true and honest and real thoughts. And I'm not afraid of real thoughts. The Torah speaks to human beings who are living on this earth, and Sadiqim value money and know its importance. <coughs> money is important, and great Sadiqim worked. The Chavetz Chaim worked and had a business because he signed the Ksuba. It's not a casual because he wasn't a liar. No, no tricks. And of course, so there's such a thing called making money, parnasa, these are real things. And tzaddikim value money. Tzaddikim medaktikim maynaseyem, tzaddikim chavivim maynaseyem, these are all chazal. Of course, money is a gift from Hashem, and it's the way people earn parnasa, and the way people live their lives for sure. Yet, 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 with the value and the importance of money and, and, and things, idealism, families run on money. It's a necessity, the way Hashem designed the world. And yet, Yaakov Avinu wants to put in this place called Sukkot. There are people still, it's all prioritizing. What is what priority? There's something called eternity. The needs of a person that are eternal. And it's big questions. What is what level? What's worth what? Every aspect is important, but putting it in its right place is crucial. Knowing, of course, it's important money. A person devalues and ignores money and is not careful with money is, is, is an Avera. Baltashka is a terrible Avera. Money is important, and there's a sugya called money. There's also a sugya called learning. There's also a sugya called Ruchnius. There's all different sugyas in our life. I shouldn't say Ruchnius, because the Ruchnius is all the sugyas. But there's sugyas of Limarataira, Talmataira, Kenegat Kulam. They're sugyas, and we're not afraid of any sugya. And the task is to put each thing in its right place. It's not to ignore any of the sugyas of life, to discount, to, 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 to all the different sugyas of our life. And Chazdei Hashem, we have a Torah that gives us a sense of priority, that teaches us what, what's worth what, what goes in what place. Ashrenu, that we have a Torah that teaches us in a, a, all of our life and all the parts of our life, what's, what, what's worth what. And Yaakov Avinu, in this city of Sukkot, Yosef, in this city of Sukkot, he builds a bias for himself. He builds a bias. A bias is mashma permanence. Sukkot is dearest aray, is temporary. And by even by bias, and he calls the city Sukkot. The first thing is to know he built stuff for his cattle. Yaakov Avinu was busy with the cattle. He built stuff for his cattle. There's a place for cattle. It's not discounting cattle. There's no world that you ignore it. And he calls the city Sukkot. It has a value, but it's temporary. It has a value, but it's temporary. 
He didn't call the city bias, he calls it sukkahs. It has a value. Sukkahs is temporary, dearest Harai. And Yaakov Avinu's message for the Teishvei Ha'ir, for the inhabitants of that city, that would grapple, they were making money, and that's important for Klal Yisrael, an essential, an essential and valuable and important. And, yet, and Yaakov Avinu himself built a bias loy, and for the, for the money, for the finances, sukkahs, always with the hakara that it's temporary, that it's over, that it's something passing, flitting. And Lemekneyu, he made sukkahs and called it sukkahs, says Neflois, Metaris Hashem, this was a lesson to the Teishvei ear to always remember what's temporary, what's permanent, to have things in their right place. And he called it sukkahs forever, that the Teishvei ear should always remember the Musr of Yaakov Avinu, that our Gashmiistika needs are valuable and important, and yet temporary valuable, important, and yet temporary, that it's done in its right measure. Loy is biased for the, for the needs of Rochnius, for his own needs is biased, for the cattle is sukkahs. I wonder, I wonder that Yaakov Avinu says to Esau that keeping up to you would destroy my cattle and harm my children is we lose out in both aspects. When the Gashmias is permanent, in the world of Esav, keeping up with you, Esav, when the Gashmias is permanent, it's bad for the Gashmias and bad for the Ruchnias. Whenever there's, whenever there's a misplacement for physical, Meya writes a Messiah, and whenever the Gashmias is made as the thing, ironically, it harms the Gashmias. I, whenever you use something wrong, ironically, it's bad the cattle themselves will die being with you, Esav. Your lifestyle, ironically, the lifestyle of Esav. I once was reading, I once was reading um, that Sadiq and Eretz Yisrael, Rev Uri, Rev Uri Zohar, that Sadiq and Eretz Yisrael, if anybody ever read his book, My Friends We Were Robbed, it was called at first, and they changed the name. It was a wonderful yid, beautiful. Yid. Rev. Uri Zohar, beautiful Yid. I was zeichet to meet him. I, yeah, beautiful, beautiful Yid, a Kaddish, holy person, a very big Ben Ali, a, a tremendous person, Rev. Uri Zohar. And this Sadik wrote a book about his, his journey to Chova. He wrote on himself that vacation days killed him because I looked forward to vacation and I hated my vacations. What he was expressing was my life was about the temporary zachen, I didn't like the temporary zachen. Something had to give. The irony is that the person who has a kfiyos is temporary zachen, our gishmak. I grew up, I used to watch my father play paddleball against a partner. They were very important in my life. I still, I'm, I'm Baruch Hashem, I'm older now. My father's Friday paddleball games till today matter to me a lot. And as a little kid, he had a partner. They played for like 35 years. His partner kept score for 35 years. He used to win his partner. So he kept, my father won plenty of times, but I, we admit in the family, he won more often. And they're both, they're both Talmud Echam who love sports. And they played paddleball. They played in freezing cold, wet. It was rainy. They played thick and thin. They played every Friday for many decades. And they would go to the park and we would watch. As kids, we'd come with their excellent. If you, I'm not talking about a fake paddle ball. You know the ball? It's a hard black ball. 
Not the, the blue ball is like, it's cute stuff. I'm talking about that hard to, to get hit by that in the, in the winter, that thing's a rock. You ever played with a paddle ball? Your brother's good. I should bring it in. Not racquetball. This is paddleball. It's a, it's a black little ball that's mamish a rock. It goes crazy fast. It's a very aggressive. If you get hit by the, that rock, somebody was out for a couple of weeks. They, once in a while it happened, you'd smack it into your part. And they'd have intense games. It was two out of three every week. Intense, intense games. They always finished. One guy was up 2-0, they were getting the exercise. So they would play paddleball, intense games. Always on the other courts, often, there were guy, and for some reason they didn't play paddleball, they would play handball. They wore special gloves, they did not have the same ball. They had like the blue ball that I like playing slap baseball with, they had that blue ball. And they would play handball, the guy. And I would see these two Rabbanim playing paddleball and, and some guy in playing handball. And they're doing the same thing, but there's an, I, know, I knew as a kid there was something different. And I want to say that where it placed in their life, what it was, what it was in their life was two different stories. It literally was two different, they're both playing on the same court. Okay, they're playing paddleball, they're playing handball. But I was mocking as a kid there was something different. I can't say what ages I started chapping it, but it was, it was a cute scene. It was a funny scene to see two big beards. Early it was black beards, later it was white beards, smacking a paddleball for years. And then the ever-changing people playing handball. And it was like there was something different. I don't mind if they're all the same thing. There was something different. They weren't the same. And it, it, I don't know at what age did it become clearer and clearer that what place, what it was, was your life the racquetball game or was just a very well-placed thing in your life? What, where, where does it stand? What's it worth? What does it do? What does it mean? Where it fits into the picture? Where are you places? They were both playing and it was important. And very important, everything on this earth is important. It's a world designed by Hashem. But the place where it stood was valuable. And Yaakov Avinu, after he sends Esav away and says, Esav, your system will kill my children and my son. My sheep and, and my children will die from you. Your fast-paced life is not good for my sheep or my, son, or my children. The very physical items, when they're in ends, that's what Uri Zohar described. It's a depressing life if that game is your life. If that's like, that's the spitz, that's the game. When the game is, there, there, there's many other things, and that's in its place, a wonderful getting out and enjoying and friendship that facilitates all the other aspects of life, that gives kayak to a person who's saying the sheer, that gives energy, that's mechazek, that strengthens bonds, that releases energy. When it's in its right place, when it's put in the right place, it's precious and valuable. The tzayin themselves have tremendous... You're killing my sheep, Esav. It's interesting that Esav's killing his children, that Esav's harming Yaakov's children. I understand. If you're not, if you're not living with Rochnius, if you're not living with Nei Hashem, if things are out of place, that it damages the children. I'm fascinated that Yaakov Avinu says that the tzayin, v'meisu kolat tzayin, all my sheep will die in your world, Esav. 
And the reality is that Yaakov, after he chases Esav, establishes something. Loy is biased. The Ruchnius that he needs for himself, for his neshama, is bias, is eternal. That's the eternal importance. And for his cattle, and for his cattle, he makes sukkahs. But he makes sukkahs. But, but yes, he makes sukkahs. Yes, he makes the sukkahs. I was thinking, I'll, I'll tell you something I grappled in my own life, and I'm still, it's something I'm curious and not looking for a cheap terrace. When my wife and I bought our first house of our life, it's very wild, like you're buying a house, very fast that you're owning a house, like the, you're investing in a house, very interesting experience to buy your first house. You're renting, you stop, you're around. You buy your first house, very complicated. You're tying yourself down, well, you own a house, you're putting a lot of money there. Very interesting experience buying a house, very powerful experience. We're buying our first house, and we bought from a sports writer. The guy who lived there before was a sports writer, a guy who had a big family and many children. If I remember, seven children. He was a sports writer. He lived in a beautiful, big house. I shouldn't say beautiful, big house. Now, the house was very, very dilapidated. And my wife and I were fixing it up. We were fixing it up. We had a tremendous siyata deshmaya. The government had a program that ran, I think, for six or eight months. That firemen, at that point, I liked firemen. We were like together in one category. Firemen and teachers would get $5,000, would get $25,000 from the government. Firemen and teachers, and you could fix up your house, but they were worried people would fix up their houses and then just sell it. And they weren't giving to you to sell it. They were giving so firemen and teachers should have nice houses. So the deal was... (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you get a few bolts, maybe you get 50,000. But the cancer is that they, they had a chap that they were worried they'd give you the money and you just sell it. So they were Michael five. It was a loan, and if you lived there one year, they were Michael five thousand, two, ten thousand. Every year you got that you lived there, they were Michael. If you lived there five years, they Michael the whole loan twenty five thousand. Then it's a gift. That was their way of making sure that you weren't fixing it to sell it. Every year they were Michael five thousand. So they they got money to fix it up. We were fixing up the house Gishmak. And I started thinking a lot. It bothered me that the guy lived there comfortably. He was fine. He was, he was happy, him and his mishpacha. We're living in this thing. It seemed like very happy. And I'm coming and I'm a more megushim than a guy. It bothered me. Goyim are wonderful people. But a yid was supposed to be a light on to the nations. I'm moving and fixing up the house. This sports writer lived in the house. Gishmak. He's happy with it. We, I would not have moved in in those conditions. So what is this? And I was grappling with this. What is this? And, and maybe in a chanami, fakert, kelish, let's go. You're more megushim than a guy. My wife and I spoke a lot about it. Hours about this thinking through. Are we wrong? So maybe we have to work on ourselves. Not accepting. He's, he's not the light on to the nations. The yid comes and your mom. Now, I, I Ubered to this morning, this morning with, uh, with a guy here. To yeshiva, and he told me that the Jews made the neighborhood quite nice. The same question this morning, I grappled with it. Said so they came in, whoa, they built. He said Waterbury was never this. The guy told me he's lived here for yarn. He says Waterbury, good. What is this? So the Yidden Amor Megushim. We built nicer houses. Is that? 
So I want to say that when you have things in place, the sign die when you have things out of place. I want to say that ironically, the sign die when it's out of place. Nothing has value. When this guy, the sign die when things are out of place. The Gashmitz itself becomes meaningless. This guy lived there. What, what was his? He probably at what? By the guy's writing about sports his whole life. See, he, you know the 80 year old guy who's still like his whole life is like fanhood? My fa- I'm going to tell you a story about my Tata Chavu. It's the opposite picture. It's one of the sorriest scenes. A guy's like on his deathbed and he's still like rooting for the Bears. I'm, and he's like his last dying wishes, maybe like see another touchdown from the Bears. My father, my father is somebody young, he likes sports. Today, Baruch Hashem, he sits and learns Torah for years and breathes and lives Torah. Once in a while, he's driving somewhere, he'll put on a game. He'll put on, rarely, you know, he needs a break, a cute, he'll put on, rarely, 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 but it could happen, he'll put on a game. He'll hear, so he was turning, he was listening to Aaron Judge. My father is somebody, Minyanim, Shachmas, Minchamayrev. Not a minute late. Very stark. He has a schedule. He has how it. So Lumaisa, he's going to Mayriv, and he put on the radio. He needed a little break. Turns on. Judge is chasing a home run record. He puts it on. He gets to the minion, and he cheshbon. He thought he was early, and he listened for a minute in the car. Mamish, a minute or two. He wanted to hear is that bad, and ran in, and he missed Baruchu. He was so upset that a baseball game cost him Baruch He said, I'm not, I'm, I'm done, sports is done. Not, not, not like, a, not like, okay, now, Nether. Sports disgusted him, done. Uh, I can't handle this. Maybe miss a Baruch Done, Ad Khan, he didn't listen to another game that he chased. Garnish, 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 done. It cost me, it cost me a Baruch you crazy? Cost a Baruch when things are in place, when things are in place, everything gets value. When things are at a place, you kill the sign. Ironically, I need a nicer house than the guy because my house is very valuable. Having guests in us, I have Shabbos Sudas. My Gashmias is much more important to me than his. I was Yairid, he killed the sign. Asaph kills the sign. You're right to Asaph. When the house is, is, is the ends, and then the house also doesn't matter. When your house is the ends, your house also doesn't matter. He kills the sign. And Yaakov Avinu teaches that there's a bias, there's a sukkah, and he calls it sukkah. It has a chashivus. It has a place, but it's sukkah. It's in its right place. And the lesson to the Taishveya ear was not just, it wasn't a bittle of Gashmias. Otherwise, just call it bias, ignore the sheep. You don't name some. He named it after the sukkahs. He said, you're right. The lesson to God in Ruvain is not, is not a teaching of money, shmoney, who cares? I want this mother to know that of course this Parnassa matters. Of course. Who would ignore Parnassa? What no Torah teaches to ignore Parnassa? Things are in their place. There's Ruchnius, there's eternity, there's Torah, there's Parnassah. The Torah speaks about every aspect of our life. Nothing's ignored. There's not a world of things that are pushed. It's a world of priorities, of things are in the right place. There's Padable. Nobody says Padable is a big deal. People to run around is a big deal. It's important. It's just in its place. It's 
interesting to me that my father and his partner were always there. And I said before, I always saw different people playing. Where was the 35-year-old partnership of guys playing handball that kills the Tsaynesov? Because what's it worth? How long are you going to sit out there if that's the thing you're doing? If it's in its right place, you, you'll play 35 years. You're still doing the same thing because it's precious. Esav kills the sign. And Yaakov, when he separates from Esav, is able to teach a world of bias for himself. And he calls the city Sukkot. It has an importance when it's in its right place. That's what Yaakov teaches in that city. I think the... And I think the dangers of living with Esau, the dangers of things disproportionate, out of proportion. Yeah. There's much, there's much to learn here. Certainly all of us have to study this fast pace. There's Nala'iti, I don't know Pshat right now, what this fast pace and moving slowly. I'm, I'm very, very curious about it. I need to study that. What Yaakov wants, Esav, you're fast, I'm slow. If you think it's just an excuse, then I don't think you're studying Torah right, to be honest, because... Esav accepts something and, is, and Yaakov convinced him something. There's a truth. It's Torah. He's saying something, Yaakov Avinu. I am not sure what he's saying there. But that when Esav's around, priorities are off. And Esav's sent away and the right priorities can be established. That's the truth. And the avoid of our own lives is to have things in their right place. All the aspects of our life that things are in their right place. This is something that Rev Hirsch pounded and taught and was taught the world a lot about. The proper placement of all the activities of our life. They're, they're in their right measure, in their right amount, in their right value. The thing, all the things of our life become purposeful and meaningful when things are in their right place. A lot, the study of Torah is a study of teaching us. We learn Das Hashem, and we learn by priorities. What's worth what? How much something is? What to invest? Where to invest? And we invest all the right places. All the things of our life are precious. They're all part of the picture of Eidus Hashem when things are in the right place. And this is what Yaakov does immediately upon kicking Esav out. He travels to Sukkot, and by even Leibayis, he, he cares for the Ruchnius, the eternal parts the people he builds bias that which is eternal for the cattle for the possessions that's ever so important but us as sukkahs that which he constructs is temporary it has an awareness of where its place is and he calls the name of the city sukkahs I think it's an incredible Hashem. I think it's well placed when it's taught after he parts from Esav I think always in our battles in our struggles as we go along with Esav we push Esav away Esav confuses us to what what is what value ironically their time Gashmis will matter more it's funny it turned him off vacations a guy in yeshiva told me that when he started doing better vacations became amazing said, I never knew what a vacation was till I worked. A guy told me I never knew what a vacation was. Ironically, Esav kills the tzayn. He never, he never put in, he never was toiled till a vacation. I always like when guys steig, a group of bachram, like guys who pound and kill themselves, go ben asmanim on a vacation. I always liked that trip. Love Something that. else, I, I speak about the breakfast and lunch that was created. 
the trip is created, the trip actually means something. The group of friends who are busting it for something, everything's created. There are things in their place. The trip minus the anything. So the trip itself, the tzainar, the tzainar butchered. It's, it goes back, it all goes back to the 10th graders breakfast, breakfast and lunch. Of course, everything comes back to that. It I have, to, I have more to say, but I want a second say. The second say is very important to me. So we're going to stop now. I'm holding back. We'll get more. I do want to, Bez Hashem, tonight we will have a Lel Shishi. So it'll take place 11.30. I want to start. I already would love to start Sunday. I'm going to ask one of the Hevra. We have Daniel. Ilan, I, they didn't Avi say Weiner, yes, Avi but Weiner. I'm pressuring Avi, Avi Weiner, Weiner big one, big and Yosef Saba. So I'm going to ask one guy to already agree to go Sunday. We have to start being Mechen. Sunday will be one week to Hanukkah. I want to start the Achanai, so we'll start on Sunday. The Chevra to start sharing with Eilam. Who is volunteering to go first? Avi Weiner, I think. I said Shleim also, so it's five. Thank you for reminding me. So let's get it going. Starting Sunday. Next week, Shleim... Who should go first? Shleimah, who do you nominate to go first? Avi Weiner, Avi Weiner. I'll handle with the devil. Whoever, whoever didn't have Mulda, the minute a second say it again.